Our second reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 13, verses 1 through 10. You can find this in the Pew Bible on page 1140 in your bulletin. Hear the word of God. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noise gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believe, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. This is the word of the Lord. In the first years of married life, we face our most significant challenges adjusting to two people who are in many ways completely different, with varying tastes and perceptions. This ranges from the most serious decisions like how many children to have or what house to buy to the simplest ones about what movie to watch? In my house, for instance, I like drama movies. Sonia, like most of the women, romance. I don't like romance. And I think it's not because I'm not a romantic husband. But I think so. I try my best. But only Sonia is able to answer this question. As I said before, I try my best to be a romantic Latin husband. But my rejection of romance movies is not because this, but because the love that we can find in all those movies mostly are shared for physical beauty, interesting power, or financial advantages. Hollywood is a faithful, faithful portrait of hero's love in all its reckless lust. And the big problem is that all these fantasies don't correspond to life in real. The way they love it's far away from the reality of life with all the challenges, pains, struggles. But when we look to the Word of God, and find the agape love, the love of our God, we can see all its beauty, even in this broken world. To reflect on this, let us return once more to one of the most well-known chapters of the New Testament. This famous love chapter 
is probably the best known of the passages in Paul's letter. This, of course, because most of the pastors, and our pastor is included in this list, read this chapter when we lead uh, wedding ceremonies. And it's not wrong for a new family to learn from this chapter how to love the spouse or his or her spouse in the best way. But the main purpose of this passage is a little bit different. MacArthur asserts that this chapter blows the cool breezes of an oasis into a desert of trouble. This chapter is primarily about living in the Christian community in a way that glorifies God and that is learning to treat other members of the body of Christ the way God has treated us with selfless, other-oriented love. And this is what the agape love means. This Greek word was not common in the past. In Septuaginta, we find this word 20 times. And few times in other uh, books, like the Epistle of Aristeas. But Christians accept this word as the right word to describe God's love. Agape occurs 116 times in the New Testament and 75 times from Paul. In the New Testament, Christians characterize love as the quality we see on the cross. Agape is not the desire to possess and enjoy, but the readiness to serve without condition. Agape love, says Anders Niger, is the most profound expression in the sense that it does not depend on any value of the object of love. But why God's love is different? Why it is the most beautiful love that we can find in this world? First, the love of God has the right motivation. We, if we observe verses 1, 2, 3, the Apostle Paul is writing to an extremely dynamic church with a diversity of ministries and gifts. But along the Christian journey, the members of this church allowed their motivation to be corrupted. As we said last week, we live in a world where most people love to be noticed admired and applauded for what they are or do. This is the reality of most of the people that we live with. It is not wrong to praise someone as an expression of appreciation or affection or to rejoice in the affection show. But the problem of this church and not just the Corinthian church, but also the Pharisees and Sadducees, is they started to serve other people with the main motivation to be praised. They were serving, seeking the recognition of men. They began to do noble things in order to be praised. And what usually happens when there are many self-centered people working 
or serving the same place? Conflicts. Conflicts to see who is greater, who serves more, who is more indispensable. And in this context, Paul demonstrates that those who are moved by agape love have in the first place a higher noble motiva motivation that seeks to glorify God and not their own. So the love of God starts with a right motivation in our hearts. In verse 1, Paul begins with some hypothetical possibilities. And his use of the first person probably means that he's also preaching to himself. When he mentions the tongues of men and angels, almost certainly refers to the gift of tongues. But the expression in general cover any kind of speech. No language on earth or in heaven is to be compared with the practice of love. It's easy enough to be fascinated by an eloquent speech, but this speech without love doesn't do anything. Anyone who devotes himself to saying rather than doing has become nothing but sound. The best speech on earth or in heaven without love is just noise. So, the Corinthians' motivation was to impress other people. Through the supernatural gifts they received from the Lord, they wanted to be applauded. And from the gifts, the gift of tongues, uh, Paul turns to prophecy, another important concept for the Corinthians. He has just classified prophecy as the second most important gift behind just apostleship. And he mentions also deep knowledge in verse 2 and miracles. And from knowledge and deeds of power in verse 2, Paul turns to deeds of mercy and dedication in verse 3. He uses the verb to give, translate psomizo, a verb related to psomion, used as a loaf of bread that Jesus soaked and gave to Judas. Paul is talking about giving away goods in small amounts. Piece by piece, there is to a large number of people. And in the part B of verse 3, he goes deeper and mentions martyrdom. Paul is saying that it's possible for a person to surrender his body to be burned or into slavery and make this spectacular sacrifice without love. He's saying to the Corinthians, okay, you can have many great deeds. You can also have generosity. But all of these need to be moved by the God of love. And not by selfishness or any other second intention. Such a person may be moved by dedication of a high ideal but not necessarily for God's sake. As I shared with you on another occasion, my years in Japan were very intense. 
There was evangelism, discipleship, uh, social work, not just in Japan, but also India and several countries in Africa. But in February 2016, due to problems with my health, after a loving goodbye, where most of the members of my church, even Japanese, were not outgoing people, they were crying. And I was impressed. Wow, I didn't know they loved me that much. Well, after a few months in Brazil, I was extremely sad because I didn't receive any phone calls, emails, or texts asking how I was doing. And one day I was praying with a sad heart saying, Lord, they don't remember me anymore. At that time that I was praying, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and asked me, Moved by what love did you serve these people? I quickly answered, for your sake, Lord. Then the Lord replied, if it was for my sake, if it was out of love for me, you have no reason to be sad. At that time, it became clear that my service to those people had been tainted by the desire for affection and recognition. So let's take care of our hearts. That are, they are easily corruptible. Our noble acts moved by loving God can easily be corrupted by our human passions and lose their purity. Don't serve the people around you waving their recognition. Neither children or grandchildren. Otherwise, frustration will be a matter of time. May the love of God be what moves us to service and we will have peace no matter how the people we serve respond. Don't make any human project an idol of your hearts. However noble in your eyes the project may be, for example, your professional career, your children's or grandchildren's academic life, the beauty of your own house, etc. Otherwise, you will reach the end of your life with the certainty that it wasn't worth it. May God's love and wisdom guide us in every single project. Many of our projects are noble, but they need to be moved by agape love, for God's glory, for God's sake. And we need to search our hearts. Secondly, the love of God has unique qualities. Paul now mentions from verses 4 to verse 7 all the characteristics of God's love. If we have agape love, beyond the right motivation, we will have also some specific qualities. And what immediately stands out in the fact that all the characteristics of God's love mentioned by the Apostle Paul are clear manifestations of self-sacrifice. 
None of them are result are the result of personal comfort or well-being. If we observe the first one, Paul says that love is patient. And the Greek verb which mean which we translate as patient really means to have patience with regard to true offense and injuries suffered by others. The sense is that the person is slow to burn bitter and become angry. It means being willing to accept the other person's unpleasant personality traits and show lasting patience with them, just as God is patient with us. Sometimes we ask to the Lord, Lord, why do I have many difficult times to relate? Or why is this person in my life, she is or he is such a difficult person to relate? Don't ask this. Just thank God for the opportunity to manifest agape love. It's not easy, but it's through His supernatural power we can exercise and remember. Agape love is not good feelings or melting out of good feelings for a person, but is to serve whenever is necessary. And we serve a person when we are patient. But also, love is kind. In the New Testament, the verb kind appears only here. But when we observe the list of the fruits of the Spirit, in Galatians 5, kindness is mentioned after love. When we have patience, we show through kindness. And this is not also a characteristic from us. And the third one is, love is not jealous. Jealousy is an addiction for which we have chose a color. What color is it? Green. We know that when a person is green with jealousy, the likelihood of problem is real. And the Bible is full of uh, illustrations of the bad consequences of jealousy. Like Cain was jealous of Abel and killed his brother. Jealousy distorts reality, mistreats loved ones, and hurts their integrity. And when we observe all the other characteristics, we discover we can exercise them just through the power of the Holy Spirit. The good qualities of agape love is not something that a human being can exercise by his or her own power. It's something that flows from the Holy Spirit. So, some practical considerations. Write in a journal or elsewhere which of these characteristics are your biggest challenges. Ask to the Holy Spirit to show you what are the moments of greatest temptations? For example, for those struggling with anger, children in childhood, maybe uh, their biggest temptations. So, before you enter your house, I know, 
Most of you are in a different stage, but you can share this with your children. In my case, before I joined my house, and I tell you, anger is one of my biggest temptations. I pray, and I ask the Lord to give me wisdom and self-control. I know that I'm enjoying my battleground. And I'm not saying that my kids or wife are my enemies at all. But my old self is our sinful nature. It's important when we know what areas of our lives we struggle, we share with our pastor, mentor, small group leader, and keep accountable. Asking to the Lord to give you grace to overcome, but also asking from our spiritual leader some guidance and wisdom. Finally, Agape Love has the right motivation. Agape Love has many different qualities, but finally, Agape Love is eternal. If we observe from verse 8 to 10, Note that the word love occurs at the beginning of the verse 8 and reappears twice in verse 13. Between these two occurrences, Paul describes the temporary nature of spiritual gifts. The Corinthians gave high-level consideration to spiritual gifts. And what Paul is showing to them through three illustrations is what is immature, what is imperfect, and temporary. A child is immature. A reflection in a mirror is imperfect. And knowledge, no matter how much knowledge you have, is temporary. Love, however, is endless and never loses its validity. As God's word never falls to the ground, so His love never fails. Love is eternal because it is one of God's attributes. And He shares this attribute with us. As everything else in God's creation comes to an end, love continues to be an active and lasting influence. And we need to observe And know that everything in this world, no matter how worth, every knowledge God gave us, ability, skill, will pass away. All the achievements that we got will come to an end. Our imperfect spiritual gifts also that we received from the Holy Spirit on earth will be superseded by our perfect stage or state of knowledge at consummation on the second coming of Christ. So, does all these make us reflect on how much of an impact what we do today will have an impact on eternity? We should reflect on that. And this is exactly what Paul is saying to the Corinthians. If you have agape love, you should do everything you do looking to the eternity. You should use all the gifts God gave you 
not just to bless your own family with arrows love regarding your spouse or with uh, stock love regarding your children, your grandchildren, or with a philos love regarding your friends, because even though we find beauty on this, when the world, in the way we know, come to an end, everything will disappear. But if we love our spouse, children, grandchildren, and friends with agape love, our relationship with them will bear fruits for eternity. So, if you love your spouse with the love of Christ, which is a commandment, there will never be room for statements like, love is gone. The passions, desires, or attractions of youth will fade. But a new, deeper, and truer form of love should blossom. Still pray for the renewal and revitalization of youthful attraction and add them with a mature love, the love of God. I could see many couples that reached maturity living together without any affection and any grace. But this is the opportunity to show the love of God through a relationship that overcame through decades many trials and tribulations. Where in our weekly schedule is time to serve others. If we have agape love, we should not just serve ourselves, our spouse, children or grandchildren. Jesus said that even the Gentiles do that. If we have agape love, we should serve strangers. We should serve the church of Christ. Agape love is the love of attitude. So we should find time in our schedule to serve the church and the Christian community the Lord put us. Especially for you. The Lord gave you Lots of experience. You have dozens, maybe hundreds of good lessons that you could share with us in a way of wisdom. So come closer to the members of the church. Come closer to the church who gathered together at 9 a.m. and all the other events and small groups. May the love of God be manifested through all the experience and good examples that you have to share. I'm quite sure the Lord will bless not just HBBC, but also Fellowship Church and also Hunt the Valley neighborhood, counting and all the neighborhoods here. The Lord still has great things to do through your life. And for Agape Love, there is no retirement. For sure. There are many things to do. What was the last act of agape love, care and sacrifice we did for someone who is not member of our family? Think for a moment and put in your heart, Lord, I want to serve someone this week, this month, someone that I don't know, 
there is a strange that is not from my family. I remember a fellow that I knew back in Brazil. He always shared how the Lord, out of agape love, touched his heart to give good things, but just for his wife and his children. And he always came saying, oh, the Lord spoke to me and then I gave a new car to my wife. But just for his wife and for his kids. It's good to be generous with your own family, but agape love is not shown just by the people we already love. We need to love strangers. We need to serve people we don't know. And our greatest example is the Son of God, the creator of this world, who left his throne of glory and came to this earth and lived a perfect life Hour of love, moved by love, struggled, suffered, faced the cross, and said, I do all things in love or out of love for my ship. Jesus did for us as a proof of agape love. And with, if we love him, we should think on that. In two or three generations, most of us won't be remembered. Maybe for one relative. But if we live our lives through the love of God, we can harvest results in the eternity and also give and leave a legacy in this world. May the Lord help us. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we recognize that we are not loving as we should love. We confess our sins and we ask mercy and we ask your grace, Lord, and wisdom. Give us grace, Lord, to overcome all the problems. And give us wisdom, Lord, to manage our schedule in a way that we will show your love to everyone. Everyone around us, not just our family or relatives, not just for our church, our church, but also to our church. Give us, Lord, the grace to be involved. Give us the grace, Lord, to manifest your love. In this broken and crazed world, give wisdom for all of us to move forward. Using our time, our treasure, and all our gifts and abilities to show and spread your love to this world. This we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.